Morning, church. My name is Aubrey Brewer. I am the director for the high school ministry here at North Coast Calvary Chapel. It's great to be with you this morning. This morning we're in Psalm 107, which let me tell you is so hopeful, right? We call this daily hope. This one is so hopeful. As I've been studying it this week, it's become one of my favorite Psalms because it reminds us that our God is a God who saves, that he is in the business of saving his people, that he is not far off. He is not distant. He is not set apart from our circumstances, that God is right with us, whatever we're going through and will and will heal us and help us and deliver us from our distress. That's what this psalm is all about. So Psalm 107 kicks off the last section of the psalms. It's broken up into five different sections. This is the last section. And this section, we see an overwhelming theme of praise. And this psalm kicks us right off with the bang um, on thankfulness and how thankfulness and praise go together. The context for this specific psalm is it's the thankfulness of the Jewish people being released from their exile um, to Babylon. But it also, more than that, is a reminder to us as believers that the hallmark of a believer, right, is thankfulness on our lips. It's thankfulness in our lives that no matter what we're going through or what we will go through, that we can believe and know God's character. And so in knowing his character, we can be thankful. And that's what it says right here in Psalm 107.1. It says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. And that that theme permeates this entire psalm, right? Talking about God being one who saves. This, this psalm gives us four different kinds of people who all end up in trouble, who all cry out to the Lord and spoiler alert, he saves them. He doesn't wait for them to get their act together. He doesn't wait for them to to be perfect or or take care of the situation on their own. When they cry out to him in their distress, God saves them. So here are the, the four. They're the wanderers, the ones who can't seem to find the right path or know where to settle. So so food and water kind of becomes an issue. They're, they're not provided for or cared for the way they need to be because they don't know where they're supposed to be. So they cry out in their distress. The second group of people, the prisoners, the first ones, verses four through nine, this one in 10 through 16. These ones um, kind of are in this situation because of their own action. They are in prison, it says, because of their rebellious ways. Now, this verse talks about iron chains, so maybe actually in prison, but I believe that there's a much broader scope to this, that it's not just people who are like actually within the walls of a prison, but that any of us, as we rebel and as we choose our own way, we put ourselves in our own kind of prison, a prison to to bondage, to addiction, to greed, to comparison, right, to unhealthy habits. Um, the Passion Translation says it this way, we're prisoners of our own pain, chained to our regrets. So these people rebelled against God, chose their own way, um, ended up in trouble. <laughs> and so they were humbled by their circumstance and there was nowhere else they could go. So they went to the Lord, they cried out for him into their distress. Sec third group of people, the afflicted, 17 to 20, verses 17 to 20. Again, also, these people basically brought this suffering on themselves. They rebelled against the Lord, and this actually led them to like graves door, it talks, it says. That they were literally at graves at the graves doors at death's door because of their rebellion against the Lord. And so they had nowhere to go. They had no one to cry out to except for God. And they did. They cried out to him in their distress. And then the fourth group of people is different actually than the first three. So the first one, they've wandered, they don't know what they need to do. So they don't have what they need. The second two end up in those situations of their own volition, their own doing. They rebelled against the Lord and got themselves in those positions. These people, uh, the storm tossed, these are people who were 
doing the right thing. They saw God's work. They were on the ship, on their way, doing the right thing in the will of the Lord. And then a storm came. And what they did was they focused on the storm around them instead of focusing on who their God was. And so what it says is that they're uh, in verse 26, in their peril, their courage melted away. They got to their wits end because of their fear, because they were looking at the storm instead of looking at their God. Similarly to Peter, when he walked on water, um, he had the, the, the courage to step out of the boat and trust that he could walk on that water. But when he looked, when he took his eyes off of Jesus, instead of, and, and looked at the waves, instead of staying focused on him, he, he started to sink. But this is where these stories come together because what happened was Peter cries out, he's trying to drown and he cries out for the Lord. And instead of Jesus waiting or saying, take care of it or get these things together before I step in. Immediately, it says in scripture, Jesus reached his hand in and pulled Peter out. And the same thing happens in this Psalm that every time the people cried out for deliverance, Jesus or God stepped in and saved them, right? It wasn't this like, get your act together, I'll step in soon or eventually. It was, they cried out for distress in their distress. They needed help and God stepped in and saved them. And that's what I mean, right? Our God is a God who saves and there will always be prayers that aren't answered. This life, there is pain and things we don't understand. I have my own stories as well, but let's circle back to that first verse in Psalm 107 that says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. That is his character. It's goodness, it's faithfulness, and it's all done out of his love. Um, the Jesus Storybook Bible says it this way about his love. It says, you see, no matter what, in spite of everything, God would love his children with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking always and forever love friends that is the god that we serve we serve a god as we can see in this psalm who steps in and saves because his love never gives up it's unbreaking it's always and forever the psalm ends with this um it says whoever is wise let him heed these things and consider the great love of our lord so church let's be a wise people who choose thankfulness who choose praise um, to always have those things on our lips no matter what is going on in us or around us because we know who our God is and we know his great love for us. Good to be with you this morning.